welcome to In Check with Fintech. This week, we have Nabil Naimi from Nober. Nabil has been involved in the payment industry for the last 20 years at Ogon and Global Collect, which were both acquired by Ingenico and then Worldline, and he also worked at HiPay. He has witnessed the rise of digital commerce and payments. He is now the CEO of Nober, the first global payment distribution platform that connects international retailers to the payment ecosystem thanks to a no-code payment stack. Nabil is French and has been living in Amsterdam for the last 10 years. I actually know you for a, for a much longer time. Uh, at least I know you for nine years ever since I joined the company. Um, and you might know Jordan for, a, for even longer. Obviously, we used to work together when you were uh, still at Hypay, uh, but now you, uh, you found your own company. For those who don't know you, though, would you mind giving a quick intro on, uh, on yourself and the persona, Nabil? Yeah, well, uh, I'm Nabil Naimi. Um, I'm a payment professional. I, uh, I started my career, actually, in payments uh, almost 20 years back. Um, back in the day, uh, obviously payments were a bit different than right mm. now. Uh, it was a, a bit less exciting uh, than right now, but still, you know, we're building, we're building, you know, what payments is right now, obviously, together with the whole industry. Um, and yeah, I worked uh, for the first part of my career. I mainly worked in business development for companies such as uh, Ogun and Global Collect, both acquired by Ingenico, then Worldline, and uh, then in the second half. Uh, I basically built what Hypay uh, uh, is right now. Hypay, uh, for those who don't know, is a French PSP. And uh, yeah, basically, you know, I took the company, you know, from uh, the startup, you know, uh, level to something around 180 uh, people. And uh, three years ago, uh, I decided to start another business called uh, Nober, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit later in the uh, in this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And you say you started your career in payments. Was that a coincidence that you started your first job within payments or was it purposely so that you, you thought, okay, this is where my future lies? No, no, it was a, it was a coincidence for sure. Uh, back in the day, you were not building a career in payments. Like it was not like, uh, I think it was in nobody's mind to build a career in payments. Um, yeah. There was a lot happening. Uh, it was a different game, you know, um, but yeah, it was just a I met a guy who knew another guy, and that's basically how I ended up in payments. Makes sense. All right. Okay. So yeah, the, the, twenty years ago, payments was was much different. Talk us through maybe a bit where payments were was back then, and how it has developed over those last twenty years. Yeah. Well, at that time, um, especially in France, but not only. I think it was a global uh, thing. Um, it was mainly about cards. Uh, you do you did have local payments, obviously, but first you had less cross-border payments, so everybody you know, was focusing on their own markets. And uh, in Europe, mainly it was it was about cards. Everybody, everybody was uh, the first reflex of of any merchant would be like to go to like a traditional acquirer or even their bank, and they would just buy payments services uh, because they had to. Obviously, they had to get you know uh, people to pay you know. Uh, on their websites and obviously the internet connection at that time was not as fast as right now so yeah um, the focus on payment was not there yet um, and then with internet um, and you know um, let's say the globalization um, people you know started to 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 think about payment as a way to optimize you know their business performance at fourthline we use tech for good we build products that have a major and long-lasting impact on the online financial ecosystem we leverage a highly automated KYC product with a core of machine learning technologies, making us the most reliable fraud detection platform for KYC. 
As a product lead, you will take responsibility for an entire product suite in one of our critical verticals. Interested? Reach out to Tom Brenkin. Email in the description below. But this is quite, uh, I would say this is quite uh, young, you know, that this is quite recent. Uh, I would say for the large merchant, maybe it was 15 years ago. And uh, for the other ones, they maybe, you know, they, they started even to be aware of the, what, you know, payment performance is like 10 years ago, you know. Mm. I think thanks to companies such as uh, Global Collect, IDM, WorldPay, or CyberSource, you know, these now, you know, they are big, uh, big companies. But at that time, you know, especially IDM was a very, a small company, and they really all work, you know, to to educate the market, and uh, that's where we are right now. Would you say that internet adoption was one of the main factors that helped contribute to the development of payments over the last twenty years? Yeah, one of them. Obviously, it contributed to uh, to e-commerce first. So, um, I, you know, twenty years ago, e-commerce was really really small. Uh, it wasn't the focus of, of any retailer, right? Um, but then, you know, with the faster internet, uh, merchants, you know, understood that they could develop this uh, digital commerce. And with digital commerce came, you know, other uh, issues and topics. Uh, payments was one of them. Mm-hmm. But I could talk about like customer acquisition as well. The, like there are a lot of things, you know, that, you know, came in with the, with the faster internet, obviously. You've been in payment for 20 years. So the, the conversations you've been having with merchants, how have they developed? Have you seen that they have spent... Or I felt it was more important to look at indeed data acceptance uh, than it was 20 years ago. Or what were other main topics of conversations that you've been dealing with 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 merchants directly? Yeah, I'll tell you a story. <clears throat> it's a funny one to me. Maybe it's a boring, you know, story for other people. <laughs> but uh, I remember, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, I had a meeting with a large merchant. And um, in France, and uh, I like, you know, very casually, I told them that we increased the conversion rate, right? And uh, the CEO of that company told me, but what conversion are you talking about? And then I had to explain that uh, basically, you know, like they lose like maybe, yeah, let's say 10% of their transactions on average. And uh, she was astonished. And uh, <laughs> I had to explain the fact that when you enter, you know, your card, for instance, or whatever uh, payment credential, sometimes you get, you know, uh, a fair transaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, she didn't know about that. So obviously right now, uh, nowadays, you know, people are aware of that. But yeah, also, you know, the awareness about, again, payment performance, you know, the the questions around risk management as well uh, about uh, the payment uh, experience um, uh, are like quite common nowadays back in the day this was new it was just about okay i need payments uh, so okay i'm going to work with you what is your costs uh, and then they would negotiate uh, a price right so that was back in the day now you know they understand the value um, and uh, one of the people who work with me uh, right now, Bilal, uh, who was the, the head of payments of, uh, of Vente Privé, uh, was really monitoring their payment performance um, very closely. So because he understood at that time that, you know, if you were taking like this 10% of transaction that you, you lose, if you're working on optimizing their conversion, it will be on the scale of Vente obviously, which is a company that weighs something like four billion. Uh, you could say, oh, actually, gain uh, twenty to thirty or even fifty million. So 
We're talking about big, you know, big potential, especially um, in the mature industry such as e-commerce, where you know it's not really about just growing; it's also about optimizing. So, yeah, the, the discussions are, are definitely different. It's, uh, it was like they were; it was considered as a low-value um, service. Yeah, uh, because also banks were giving it away at that time because they just wanted to cash in on, the, on their bank accounts. And now, obviously, everybody sees the added value of, uh, of payment services, and you have a whole ecosystem that was built around payments. Um, it can be uh, in terms of services, like um, payments, obviously, but also now you see payouts, risk management, authentication, KYC, so many. And also the, 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 the width of the ecosystem in terms of payment means is much wider. Um, you see like the wallets, vouchers, instant payment providers, buy now, pay later, which is the trendy uh, <laughs> buzzword right now. Um, so yeah, the, 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 like the, the industry, uh, was built, you know, over the last 20 years, I would say, uh, and, uh, it really accelerated, uh, in the last 10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how is that? So how have you built Norber's vision around that? But would you care to elaborate a little bit about Norber in itself and, and the vision that you've built for the company? Yeah, you know, three years ago, I wanted to start another payment company. And, um, I, I, you know, I realized that obviously, um, for, uh, uh retailers, there is a, a lack of, uh, readability of the market. It's very difficult for a retailer to understand what each provider can really bring. And I'm not talking about just what you can see on the PowerPoint or, uh, you know, in events, but like really the problem with payments it's uh, is that it's an abstract uh, service uh, you can only understand <clears throat> the quality of your provider once you uh, sign the deal with them uh, you connect it to the api you know you you already committed a lot of resources in the project and only when you start and you know you're like processing uh, live transactions with this provider you understand their the real qualities and also weaknesses so this was one, one part of my uh, reflection. And uh, another part was that for, um, for providers, it's quite difficult actually to reach um, new merchants or mm -hmm. to reach new merchant segments or geography. So what I call the, the distribution issue. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe uh, we can build a go-between that would just you know, facilitate the interactions uh, between merchants and the payment ecosystem um, and helping the merchant basically gain control over their payment stack and being able you know to add new providers without launching a huge project um, so that came you know then I came you know with the idea of Norber. so Norber, what what is it it's basically a distribution platform uh, we connect merchants to providers um, so the merchant can build their own payment stack with the um, obviously payment provider, but also uh, risk management, uh, authentication, payout uh, provider as well. And the idea is since nowadays merchants, you know, are dependent on their own technical resources and also on the provider's roadmap, we wanted to build the no-code or sometimes a low-code uh, approach where once you connect to an over, 
you don't have to touch uh, your um, your integrations anymore. You know, you just have to go on your merchant console and just say, okay, I'm going to add this provider and this is what kind of transaction I want to send to them. Or maybe you can even rely on the, a smart uh, routing engine. So that's the idea. But we want to become, um, yeah, just, you know, the, the natural uh, reflex for any merchants, you know, the same way you want Google. Uh, to find any kind of information, we want you know merchants to go on um, on Uber to find the right payment partners uh, for their uh, to to develop their business. We mainly target large merchants, mm -hmm. so more than two hundred million uh, euros uh, a year. But yeah, I think that there is a, a real need there. Uh, merchants you know need to 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 grow. They need you know better time to market. They need to have a better visibility on their, you know, transactions, their performance, and where they can optimize, you know, uh, this performance. So that's how you know we 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 came with this uh, with this idea. Makes sense, yeah. And I think your tagline is as well the last payment integration you'll ever make, right? Yeah. So, so instead of having to integrate, because I think that's so. If you look at the market today, if you see look at large merchants, basically the challenge that they have. Um, besides not knowing what the actual costs or capabilities are provider upfront um, is um, having to do multiple integrations with multiple providers. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you have to move fast. Uh, remember the Wirecard scandal mm. when merchants, you know, had to hurry, you know, connecting to new PSP and so on. If these merchants were using something like Norber, it would be much easier. They just have to sign a contract with a new acquirer and then they activate it on, the, on their payment tech and it's done. Um, you see the same right now with Russia. Um, every merchant who is doing cross-border processing with Russia, uh, while they have a subsidiary there, um, can face some issues. So they need to be more responsive. You know, they sometimes you know they they would need to open, uh, and that it ha it happened actually recently. One of our merchants wanted to launch Turkey mm -hmm. very quickly. So, okay, so they just use Nover and they didn't have, you know, to specifically connect to the PSPs there to just have to activate them, you know, on their stack and that's all. So, and I think the market is going towards uh, that anyway. It's all about distribution. Um, I, I even see right now providers uh, telling their merchants to use Nover because it makes it easier for them. Like for instance, we have a um, cartridge with the Salesforce uh, cloud commerce, mm -hmm. or commerce cloud, I don't know. And some PSPs don't have this uh, this connection, so they just tell the merchant, "Okay, we are connected to Salesforce via Norber. Just use them." So that's you know that's the, the the vision we want to achieve, where merchants go to us, but also PSPs, you know, rely you know on us and say, "Okay, this is my integrators. This is my 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 uh, my um, my let's say my my gateway to the merchant." That's uh, that's the that's the that's the dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, for me as a payments noob, it makes very much sense on the merchant side, right? But if you look at the provider side, although they say, okay, we don't connect with a with a Salesforce, for example, so so go through Norber. I can imagine that they are not thinking of this as their preferred alternative, right? Because a big provider, if they're integrated directly with a merchant, one could argue, all right, we're really vested into their tech stack us being replaced by someone else is much more difficult. Whilst if they work with Norber, then a provider might say, yeah, but they could easily replace it for anyone else uh, from one day to the next. You are right. Um, but the same happens on the large marketplaces. Um, mm. For instance, you could see on Alibaba, uh, some large retailers, you know, uh, advertising on Alibaba. And obviously they prefer the merchant to come directly to them. Uh, sorry, the consumer to come directly to them. 
um, but yeah, it's still you know an additional acquisition uh, channel, and um, and that's what we try you know to 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 explain you know, to the industry and PSPs you know understand it because you know we did sign you know, companies such as uh, Checkout, Ingenico, or Stripe. But obviously, these people you know, are smart, and yeah. uh, they will not you know endanger their business. So, and actually, Stripe is a very good example. I think part of their success. Um, was based on their distribution approach. Uh, they were very smart, you know, on who is buying, who is connecting, and they developed, you know, the the uh, a whole environment around developers, for instance. They developed a lot of partnerships, so they were very accessible to the merchant ecosystem. Um, and you see that everybody is focusing on their distribution strategy. Wind. That's that's what I think. Distribution is the key to success, basically, within the payment space. Uh, right exactly, now. exactly. There is a risk, obviously, sometimes, you know, there, sometimes you lose a deal. So it's true. But we need to increase, you know, the transparency. We need to increase um, uh, the, uh, how can I say, the, the trust as well. So if you really are so good uh, as a payment provider, you need to, uh, to be confident that, you know, you will gain more transactions than lose them. And, you know, this cannot be acceptable anymore you know, for the merchants anyway. Merchants want performance and they are paying for it. Yeah. So it's normal that you deliver what you promise. That's normal. Definitely, yeah. So if you then look at the, the merchant side, because I think there's also interesting, why only large merchants with over 200 million in, in revenue? Yeah, because I, I don't really believe in orchestration, what we call orchestration uh, for small merchants. Um, for smaller merchants, let's say. Um, maybe in two or three years, this will change because again, I think that more and more merchants will use these you know, uh, platforms you know, to, to connect to the payment ecosystem. But for now, I think the need is not there. Orchestration became a buzzword, right? Um, everybody talks about orchestration, but then what's the reality? of uh, this business and especially when you target SMBs. Uh, I don't believe in it. I don't see you know, how you bring any value to the merchant. And again, I said, I, I want some more transparency and uh, accountability. And yeah, marketing is one thing, but what we are trying to do at Norbert is like to go beyond you know, the promises and just, okay, I take the real performance, see you know, how we can help PSP you know, increase it. Yeah. Uh, have you know these large merchants who ha already have a complex stack uh, have you know expansion uh, expansion strategies um, uh, um, large resources you know around payments and and large stakes as well um, to operate. So that's what I'm looking at. I don't believe for now it will change again. I'm sure that in two or three years it will make sense, uh, but more as a way to. Uh, evolve. Like for instance, you see a startup; they connect, you know, to Norber because they want to work, you know, with the let's say SMB uh, PSP. And then when they grow, then you know they they go to another one, but yeah. without doing the integration again. So this I believe in. Uh, but like having a, a, a small merchant connected to uh, even two or three PSPs is not uh, realistic, honestly. So no. again, I'm trying to go beyond, you know, the the, the buzz. Um, yeah, I've been in this business for 20 years, so I know merchants, I know, you know, what, uh, what they want. And obviously I know what PSPs want as well. I've been, you know, one of them. So, yeah, I, I, I try, you know, to be accurate in the, in the, in the go-to-market, uh, of Norber, 
And uh, the traction we see right now with our merchant uh, proves that we were right. That there is a huge need for large merchants. Uh, we didn't even try to talk to any SMB because, again, we don't believe that we, we really service them uh, the right way. So if other platforms are ready to go there, it's, it's good, you know. <laughs> the market is so big, so... <laughs> the pie is big enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's, it's a great idea, obviously, right? So setting up the uh, one integration and it sounds very simple, but I'm sure that there's definitely challenges that you have experienced or that, that lie ahead. What are the main challenges you see with building such one low code, no code integration? It's very complex. The thing is when you bring simplicity to the user, obviously you need to take over the whole complexity, right? Yeah. So um, I believe that <clears throat> payment orchestration or payment distribution is definitely not about a product marketing, right? So you can build some nice UX and uh, some nice marketing around your platform, but the, the I think the key component, and we spent a lot of time on that, is the backend. So the real like payment platform, the payment intelligence, how to handle the variety of workflows, of uh, also of uh, languages, of um, also design. Because payment platforms are not designed the same way. Obviously, they, they all follow this more or less, more or less, the same workflow, but they are designed differently. So for some, for instance, for some providers, just to do an authorization, we will make three calls. For some others, I just need to make one call, for instance. So, uh, and maybe some of them will call, you know, um, something away and some others, you know, we call it differently. So what we try to, um, to build is something uh, that really like maps, you know, all these, you know, data uh, endpoints, workflows, and so on. So that's what would be. But it didn't, you know, it didn't come, you know, to us, you know, just, you know, uh, think about it. It's just that we made mistakes. We already built, you know, uh, payment platforms before. Uh, we've done a lot of mistakes back in the day. So I think Norbert is just a concretization of an experience of, uh, yeah, of the team, you know, um, we know how it is. So I'm not saying that it's simple. Obviously, it's not simple. No. If it was that simple, everybody you know, could be able to do it. Yeah. So it goes beyond, uh, again, you know, just the product marketing. Uh, it's something super deep. And since we only uh, work with large merchants, obviously, um, the yeah, we have to deliver the performance, right? We, we can't be wrong. So, yeah, it's very difficult, but that's that's normal, you know. Uh, we have to handle all this complexity. We take it away from the merchant. We also take it away from the from the payment providers. I'm not saying that uh, we don't uh, find some uh, really exotic uh, workflows sometimes, or but it's our job, right? Um, yeah. And we do it, you know, full time. So I think we're quite qualified, you know, for that. I mean, if it wouldn't be so complex, then why would there be a need for solutions such as yours, right? So uh, that makes uh, yeah. that makes total sense. A little size that what does Norbert mean? I mean, if I type it in Google for meaning, the only thing I can find is an abbreviation of National Off-Road Bicycle, but I'm not sure if that is what you mean by Norbert. Where does the name come from? What does it stand for? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we're just looking for a name. Um, and uh, I like... You know, I like the name Norbert, uh, the French uh, version of it, and uh, that's how we came with uh, with Norbert. That's uh, uh, quite uh, quite uh, quite simple. Some people think that uh, it's the an acronym for the for the names of the founder. 
Nice. There is Nadir Olga Bilal in front. Yeah. But it's not it's not the case at all. It's not the case at all. Interesting. Well, I mean, you can make up any story maybe in the next couple of years, right? Uh, maybe yeah, we, we need to find one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. So, so you started uh, or you came up with the idea around three years ago. You've been building high pay from a startup to very much more of a, I say, established organization in the payment space. You've worked at larger companies. How do you know now go about building a company uh, such as Norber? What's your secret? Yeah, well, in tech, um, in tech, uh, it's all about uh, people and obviously servers. That's uh, that's basically you know our resources. Um, I think people is the definitely the key component. Um, you need to to surround yourself with the right people. Um, and I'm lucky enough, you know, to work with people I've known for years uh, who already worked uh, with me um, in the past. And uh, they all have a lot of uh, knowledge um, in their own field. Um, I think that's one thing. And then you need to make sure that, you know, you share the same culture. Before you build the company's culture, you need to make sure that you already share as human beings the same culture, the same values. We are not identical, obviously, and we do have some debates uh, sometimes um, and some tough conversations because that's the way, you know, uh, we run the company. Um, but yeah, we have the same values. And I think this is super important. It's easy as a startup to maintain this, obviously, uh, you know, to, 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 to pick the right people, you know, to, to, to keep, you know, this uh, proximity you know, be, between the, the team members. Uh, the main challenge when was when we started to grow and we were very, very selective in the way we hire people. Um, and uh, it's it's um, it's more than just, you know, and you know, you know, this story better than me, obviously, but at Norber, everybody approves or has has something to say about a new hire. Uh, we want to make sure, you know, that beyond the skills, the professional skills, you know, the, that there is a fit uh, as human beings. So that's super important. And obviously, we had to work on our values, on our culture. Um, obviously, it's not something that you explicitly say, but you have somehow, you know, to show it. Um, and all uh, all the staff is obviously uh, professional, uh, ambitious, respectful, kind. You know, these kind of things, you know, that make a good team. So. Um, and they all try you know, to learn and to go beyond you know what they already know, mm -hmm. and uh, this is something that I really appreciate. So yeah, that's the way you know. I, I think you you start a company. The main question is when you grow, and you how you know you make sure that you know every uh, member of the team uh, feels you know that that you know they belong, yeah. uh, that they are heard, that they have a potential you know. Of growth to the company, so that's something that that we are very very aware of. Uh, obviously, we we're working on it. Um, but yeah, people for me is the is the most important. And second, obviously, the technology um, is super important when it comes to the design of it. Um, we spent a lot of time uh, thinking, arguing uh, about the design to make sure that the way we conceive Norber was accurate not only for right now but also in five years from now and uh, we are very critical you know about uh, managing our technical depth because it's always a trade-off right so 
uh, you have to grow fast, you have to develop more features, but maintain a certain level of quality. So it's always like a trade-off. So yeah, design for me is super important. You've seen like a lot of platforms, especially payment platforms, launching MVPs, then going to investors, raising money, and yeah. obviously they were not ready. And you hear that every day. Um, we didn't want to build an MVP, so we really did it, you know, the right way. Um, and we are still, you know, rebuilding, you know, some components, you know, when we see, you know, that you know, there, are, there are some optimizations to do. Uh, we are rebuilding the, some components. And um, yeah, and thanks to the cloud, honestly, it makes it super convenient because like building a platform that can handle, let's say, 500 transactions a second when you are a startup, uh, you really need like uh, a cloud infrastructure because if you do it on premise, um, basically, for the people who don't know, if you somehow own the technical infrastructure, um, then it would cost so much money. So cloud really helped us, you know, innovate, uh, deliver quality, uh, and really uh, put ourselves in a situation where we can address large merchants. This this is something that we couldn't couldn't have done, you know, like ten years ago. It, it would have been almost impossible. And I think you're self-funded, right? So you're not your growth is not investor-led. It's basically you no. having total control of, of the company together with the founders and where you want to go. Yeah, my staff, all the staff, uh, all the staff. Yeah. How many people are you today? Seventeen. Uh, 17 great all right okay that sounds good i love how you have everyone basically chip in and say yes i would like to go for a beer go for a bite with this person other than just sitting next to them and, and doing work but actually feel that they are a great team fit i think that's a, a great to preserve opportunity the challenge will probably come when you are a, a, a couple full of that but uh, i think for now it seems to work really well yeah and uh, you're right that's definitely the question uh what about the future you know and uh, how you maintain this uh, this culture this, uh, spirit. Do you have people who all have like a payments background who bring that knowledge to help build uh, Norbert further, or do you purposely hire also people from outside who can maybe give that outsider perspective uh, and can help grow? So for now, because we need to go fast, uh, we only have people who have been involved in the payment industry for at least uh, six years. Okay. So I think the average is like ten years of experience in payments. Um, so because we're building the core team, right? So when you build the core team, you need something solid, robust. And then maybe you can welcome, you know, new blood, uh, new brains, let's say. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit too early to do that. So um, it will come, obviously, because you need new ideas. Uh, you need new ideas. You need new ways, you know, of, of seeing things. Because when you've been in the industry for so long, sometimes um, everything, you know, looks obvious, right? Um, we are lucky enough that we, again, we have a lot of debates in the team uh, and we really try to bring new ideas, you know, like we have cycles, you know, where every month we try to bring new ideas. Okay, how can we do this? It can be a technical challenge, it can be a product thing, it can be even be a business thing. So, but we try to, you know, um, yeah, build an argumentation about an idea and see, you know, whether the team, you know, buys in or not. Makes sense, yeah. And I mean, that's people in tech, that's internally. I think also externally, you guys, guys do some really cool stuff, right? With the marketing, you have the slideshows, the, I think it's called Ask Your Grandma series, where you kind of explain uh, payments in a uh, more, uh, well, basically the way that you could explain to your grandma or to your mama. Um, so also there, you seem to have really invested or have a clear idea of, of what you're doing on the, on the marketing side. 
Yeah, and uh, funnily, uh, some of these uh, this content that we that we created has been translated. Some people contacted us, you know, to translate it, yeah. especially the one we did on NFT. And uh, I heard that uh, they all also teach it in uh, in schools now. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Wow. But this is all uh, coming from um, from our uh, chief brand officer Ludovic. Um, yeah, he has a way of thinking, you know, <laughs> that is uh, very original, and uh, he, he always impresses me. But also, we have some workshops. Uh, every quarter, we have workshops, you know, with the team where we talk about what what um, what we how we want to be seen you know how what we want to do as a as a thought leader um and uh, this is obviously just the beginning you know, of our plan uh, we have obviously more ambition but uh, yeah we want to create value added content you know a content you know that can really stay with the the, the merchant and also the payment ecosystem um we will bring more content obviously uh, we just launched uh, these uh, interviews uh, very recently, I'm sure you you, you saw that. Uh, we call it Pay Meetup. So yeah, we are creating, you know, like we have Pay Decoding, Pay World Tour, Pay Meetup. You know, and we create, you know, uh, these, you know, uh, content categories uh, where we also try to, to, you know, to to welcome people and to participate, you know, in the creation of the content. So yeah, but we're just at the beginning. Uh, and it's super exciting, and uh, it makes it a bit more exciting to be in payments, to be honest. Because, like you know, creativity is something you know, that we don't nurture enough, um, and I think it's good, you know, to have like even like the, the tech guys or the business people, um, you know, involved, you know, in the in the brainstorm, you know, around our uh, content. But yeah, Ludovic uh, is uh, yeah, he's doing an, yeah an excellent uh, work uh, at Norbert for sure. I think it's amazing. I mean, there's probably. Or at least what I see, still a lot of need for it. You you talk about how ten years ago, maybe there or twenty years ago, <clears throat> there were different conversations you'd be having. But I'm sure that there's still merchants out there who don't have specialists internally and who need to be explained and walk through payments in a very easy uh, kind of uh, kind of language. And it's great that you do that already up front and that way try to attract clients or, or put yourself there as a, as a subject matter, matter expert. So uh, so that's really cool. What's next for you guys? Where are you going? What are the plans for maybe this year? Maybe even beyond? Can you? Give us some some insights. Yeah, uh, well, for now uh, we built, you know, the let's say the the, the foundation of Nova in terms of a technology uh, team, uh, also uh, vision, uh, and now uh, I think the next uh, two years are all about execution, right? Um, that's where we are. We have some secret plans as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'll talk to you <laughs> about it. Uh, but yeah, for now it's Europe. For the next uh, 18 months, it will be Europe. Uh, we do have a special interest uh, in uh, Asia, uh, where there is a lot of potential for, for, for Nova. We already have, you know, some connections uh, there with the payment providers. So we are, we, we signed some partnerships there, but we also want to address, you know, uh, Asian merchants. So um, it's a very fragmented market, obviously. Um, it's not like uh, it's even worse than uh, than Europe in terms of fragmentation. So for like large uh, pan Asian uh, merchants, it really makes sense to to to, to work with companies such as Nova. Um, yeah, and obviously we will increase our uh, footprint um within the merchant ecosystem connect to more 
you know, environments. Obviously, we already have uh, sales force, but we want to connect you know, to, to more um, merchant sub ecosystem, let's say. Um, and yeah, also uh, put more uh, means uh, and vision in our uh, content. Um, create some media. You know, we we have like some some very exciting idea. But yeah, for now the focus is about like uh, growing. We are going to hire obviously uh, more people, and um, and yeah, focus on the growth uh, and uh, maintaining the quality to a very high level. That's um, it's a very boring plan, but yeah, you know we have to do it step by step, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's great. It's it. Uh, thanks, thanks for being on the on the show and, and sharing that. I think it's very interesting to see how well thought through um, or how much thought you put behind Norber and and the way that you're going. And even though, uh, in your own words, it may sound like a boring plan, I think it's very exciting. It's a very big pie. Uh, I mean. The world is uh, Norbert's oyster, that's for sure. Um, there's a lot to uh, to go after, but uh, it's great how you involve everyone and, again, the thought that you put behind it. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the best of luck. Uh, I'm sure we'll speak again uh, on short, medium, or the long term. Thank you for checking in with FinTech. If you enjoyed this week's episode, subscribe, like, and leave us a comment below. We'll be having more industry leaders next week. Tune in next week for more. Thanks for listening, and we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from our partner Free a Girl, who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Evelyn, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away together with their youth, family and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freegirl.com for more information. Thank you.